right, welcome to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And it is finally upon us, the college football playoff. The games, uh, we're recording a little bit later in the week than we normally would. Just been kind of a crazy week with trying to match up our schedules and all those lovely things. Tomorrow, Friday, December 31st, are going to be the games, the matchups between number one, Alabama, number four, Cincinnati. They play at 3.30. And then the game, Michigan, number two, playing Georgia, number three, at 7.30. Uh, we will definitely be getting to that and discussing that. Uh, first, though, we will visit the NFL where – the Lions are playing fantastic football. <laughs> so, Brandon, our Lions expert, what have you to say? <sighs> so we're still in line to get the number two overall pick because Rude. the stupid Jaguars couldn't beat the even Jets. dumber Jets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. The Jags even had a chance, too, at the end. I was following it on my phone. And then when it popped up game over, I was like, no. Porque. Yeah, porque. Uh, so the Lions lost to the Falcons 20 to 16. Um, Tim Boyle got a start at quarterback. He went 24 for 34 for 187 and a touchdown and an interception. A very, very costly interception that I clapped my hands for and cheered. Dude, I did a <laughs> fist pump, man. <laughs> Uh, Jabal Williams, he was, had 19 car- carries for 77 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown continued his streak. Uh, he had nine receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Derek Barnes, Austin Bryant, and Aleem McNeil all had a sack. Uh, Jalen Reeves-Maben played a really good game. He, he had a forced fumble in a key moment. I've always said the need to get that guy on defense more. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they're like, oh, they're always like, oh, he's undersized. Like, yeah, but some of the best linebackers in the league now are undersized. Like, he's fast, and you know, he can play decent in coverage, and he's very athletic. Like, throw him out there. Yeah. Um, because of injuries, he's finally getting a chance to like do it, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's good. What? <laughs> he's been on the team for like five years. Um, so I'm. Falcon side, Matt Ryan, he went 18 for 24 for 215 and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts had six receptions for 102 yards. And Hayden Hurst had a touchdown. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for that game. Um, I guess you want to get into next week or this coming week, I guess. Uh, well, just quickly, I will say I was pleased to see how they were playing, but more so pleased when they threw the interception at the very end of the game. Yeah, I hear you. Um, cause I don't know. It's just like, come on, just let this year suck and then play like this next year and actually win the games. I swear Hutchinson's probably going to get picked number one overall. And then the Lions are going to get number two, and they'll probably take that Kayvon Thibodeau, and then he'll end up being a bust or something. Yeah, what, whatever <laughs> pick they get, and no no offense to this current Lions organization, I, I like the setup better than under the previous regime, but I just don't really see it being a home run, whatever happens. Like, 
it just like you said, even if they p- get a good player, some done is probably going to happen and it's not going to be as successful as if they picked, you know, the next player. Right. So Let you see what happens. Yeah. But yep. so this week, the Lions go to Seattle and play at that wonderful time of 425 on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Seahawks, they're. Not very good this year. Um, Russell Wilson is kind of hot and cold. Um, I really don't expect him to be in Seattle next year. I think he's probably going to be on his way out. Mm-hmm. I he's think he wants to a change of scenery. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think we're, st- we're stuck with the Goffle. <laughs> and speaking of Jared Goffle, he's probably not going to play. Um, I don't think he's practiced all week because he was in COVID protocol. And then just, I don't know, like I've seen it pop up where they're thinking Tim Boyle's probably going to play. And I'm like, you're putting Boyle in there and he's doing so bad. Like, how bad is David Blau? Like, why can't we just put David Blau in there? Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, the Seahawks, what else they bring? Uh, Rashad Penny's been playing really good. He's got like back-to-back weeks of over 120 yards. They get like 134 five or something last week um so you know that ground game's looking pretty good for the seahawks uh wide receiver they have tyler lockett and dk metcalf like both those guys are pretty good um and their defense is still pretty decent it's not what it used to be in like years past but yeah what um, was their group called the legion of boom yeah there we go yeah all those guys are gone now but um yeah, they're still the the Seahawks are a team that are much better than what their um record says. So I'm I'm fully expecting the Lions to lose this. Yep. I am expecting uh the same, but it I mean I feel fairly comfortable with that, mainly with it being a road game, but the Lions have been playing weird, so fingers crossed. Don't don't be heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks are five and ten, by the way. Man, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson was hurt for a while, so that didn't really help him. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I think their backup is um Geno Smith. Oh wow. I think that's who it is. It was for years at least. Yeah. But, yeah. So now that we're done with the crap, you want to get into the main event? The main event, Michigan playing the Bulldogs. And uh, Michigan is seven and a half point underdogs with the over under being 45. Um, Some people are giving Michigan a little bit of credit. I am a little bit surprised at how much they're kind of getting written off. But I mean, you know. I mean, Georgia was pretty dominating this year, but they were exposed by Alabama, which Alabama was honestly the only good team they played. Because even though they're hanging their hat on that Clemson win at the beginning of the year, it's not like, first of all, Clemson at the beginning of the year was awful. They ended the year stronger, but yeah, at the beginning of the year, that was just bad. So, um, yeah, Georgia 12-1. and losing their conference championship while Michigan coming in 12 and one, the, they are on a five game winning streak. 
Sure. Sounds uh, about right. <laughs> yes, five game winning streak. And uh Georgia's on a one game losing streak. Yeah. So it would be amazing to have them finish off the year with two losses back to back. Right. Um, pretty kind of evenly matched teams. The Georgia defense has been keeping their opponents averaging under 10 points a game. Um, but I mean, honestly, when you look at who they played, you're not surprised at all. Yeah, then they play Delta College at one point. <laughs> Basically, right? <And> Baker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they were keeping everybody uh pretty low scoring, but then uh all of a sudden they play Alabama and they're like, Oh, here you go. How about you put up over 40 points? Jeez. So, yeah, actually, oh, man, I just clicked away from that because I'm curious on the most points Michigan allowed a team to score was, I think, the Michigan State game. Yeah, 37. So, that's... uh, Those lucky Sparties. uh, We're not going to go back and talk about that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, honestly, you know... Two fairly evenly matched teams. Um, I was going back and watching some uh, Georgia games. I, obviously, I watched Georgia play Alabama. And then uh, another one that I watched the majority of was when they played Kentucky, which might have been their next best win. <laughs> um, Kentucky was featuring some of the best rushing in the their conference and also one of the better defenses in their conference um but honestly did not really impress too much uh i'm i'm comfortable with michigan in this game i'm not uh super overly confident saying oh michigan's gonna go out there and win the game but if michigan goes out there and plays the same way that they have in the their last three games which was iowa ohio state and maryland Mm -hmm. um then I'd say they're probably going to win this game. Um, Some key things to watch out for with Georgia is, um, I mean, their defense is good, but they, outside of Alabama, they probably have not seen an offensive line close to what Michigan is going to be bringing. Um, So they definitely have the opportunity to still keep the defensive line uh, at bay long enough for, McNamara to pass it also to create some gaps for the dynamic running game for Michigan. I don't think it's going to be, um, you know, amazing, uh, that the running game is just going to dominate. It could, but I really think Michigan is going to have to go unbalanced, uh, with the passing and the rushing, uh, just to kind of keep them on their toes. And for the love of everything, um, their passing plays need to be quick. Um, there will maybe be some opportunities for them to do some longer developing plays, but this is a good Georgia defense. You can't hold on to the ball that much. So if it's not a quick pass, then, you know, be smart and get rid of it. Um, uh, what was I going to say with it? The, the thing that will be interesting is if they can play, if the Michigan offense can play balanced, I think that the offensive line can create large enough gaps that the running backs will be able to get to the second level. And with their speed and the vision that they've been using, especially you saw with Corum against Ohio state and against Iowa, um, that there will be enough room 
for them to get some pretty big runs in. Um, maybe not break it away for like a six yard touchdown or anything like that, but what you've seen in the last few games from the Michigan offense is that the receivers have gone out and opened up the second level of the defense for the running backs once they get through the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And so, as I said, if they play an evenly balanced game and the Georgia secondary has to stay true to, to true to the uh, players that they're defending, I think that there'll be a decent chance for Michigan to, to gash them a little bit. So, but definitely need that passing game to be on target. Um, Michigan will need to play uh, as they have been, where it's been almost near uh, perfect games. I know that they've had their share of turnovers against Iowa and OSU, and they did an outstanding job, you know, not letting it phase them. But um, uh, the one of the main things I think, though, is the Michigan defense. Um, again, kind of the same thing where I don't care really what Georgia has seen during the regular season. I don't think there's another defense that Georgia has faced outside of uh, Alabama that's similar to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so with the different schemes that Michigan uses, I really think that Michigan will be able to um, lock down the Georgia offense. Um, They really need to be cautious of allowing the big plays. Uh, They definitely have some really great athletes. I'm not saying that Michigan's going to shut Georgia down uh, out or anything like that, but I think that the defense will be able to cause enough problems for them that they'll be able to give the offense an opportunity to win the game. Um, some key players, uh, Bennett is going to be the quarterback for Georgia. Uh, he's a smart quarterback. He does, uh, know when to run when it's appropriate. So that is one thing that Michigan will have to be mindful of is that if they're not paying attention to him, he can, um, easily run for a first down. Uh, they actually have kind of, uh, a little bit of a, um, running back core, um, uh, nothing close to what Michigan has, but they do have two leading running backs in white and cook. Even, uh, McIntosh has done a pretty good job between the three of them. They have 20 touchdowns. Um, so they're quite productive, not, not a insurmountable amount of yards, but, uh, they all do well. Uh, their leading receiver is actually tight end. Um, he is definitely one that they're going to, that the Michigan defense is going to have to focus on because uh, he is explosive. Uh, he is big and he will knock people over uh, Bowers. Uh, and so Georgia surprisingly likes to use tight ends a lot like Michigan and they will you know, fake the blocking and then pull a tight end out and pass the ball to him uh, if they have enough time to let plays develop. So they really need to be cautious of that. Um, they have a couple other players that you're going to hear uh, names for McConkey and Burton and Mitchell, all um, wide receivers that will be pretty active as well. But uh, Bowers is the main one he himself has 11 uh receiving touchdowns so yeah uh will be an interesting matchup for sure um i don't know why people are making it seem so daunting 
especially with how vulnerable Bama made them look. Mm-hmm. So it will be kind of interesting uh, to see how things play out. I don't know that Michigan will get as many opportunities as they have in the past few games to do kind of some of their trickery, uh, some of the trick plays that they've used periodically throughout the year, because you know that Georgia is going to be trying to lock those things down. Cause those have made a big difference between uh, some of the things that they've used in um, the regular season. And then the big 10 championship game. Um, Cause those definitely uh, light a fire under Michigan and help them out offensively. So they're going to want to shut down those big explosive plays. Rock, yeah. And um, on the defensive side of the ball for Georgia, you got to mention Nicobe Dean. Mm -hmm. He is leading in almost every single category that they have. (laughs) He's got, he's leading in tackles, uh, tackles for loss. Um, He is second in sacks. He is tied for first in interceptions. Tied for first in defensive touchdowns, and he is fourth on the team in passes defended, mm. which is kind of crazy for a linebacker. Yeah. Um, and then you also have to mention the big guy up middle, uh, Jordan Davis, the three hundred forty pounder. Yeah. <laughs> which that video circulating of him going around, completely blown up versus Bama. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. People are looking too much into that. I mean, he's 340 pounds and they're playing against Alabama. That was like towards the end of the game. Like he was getting his butt kicked the entire game. Cause you know, they're doubling him. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, he doesn't put any effort. He's just fat and lazy. And I'm like, how many th- 340 pound guys can you see go out there and like be high motor the entire time? Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's definitely something that Michigan will be wanting to try to do is to um, – because it's not something that Georgia's used to is being tired in the second half, and that definitely yeah. hit them in the SEC championship game. So if Michigan can do that to them again, um, that will definitely have an impact. So Exactly. Yeah. So it will be interesting for show. Sure. Uh, any other details to add uh, talking about Michigan? Uh, I don't think so. I think you pretty much covered it, but um, yeah, just go out there, play, try to play mistake free as you can. Um, and just it's, keep it close until later in the game because, you know, Michigan's used to playing closer games. Mm-hmm. They've had a few close games where Georgia hasn't, and that showed in the SEC championship. Yeah, for sure. Michigan's more built for a close game than than Georgia is for sure. Mm-hmm. And Georgia is not used to playing from behind. Uh, Michigan, not so much itself either. But um, yeah, if Michigan keep it can keep it close at the halftime, I feel pretty comfortable about how the coaching staff has done making adjustments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second half of this season, they've definitely come along with that. So. And it's still Georgia, like you said, is one of those teams where it's just like you don't really know what to expect because they played a whole bunch of jabronis mm-hmm. like the whole year, and then they played Alabama and got stomped. Yeah. Yeah, and they started off strong in that 
uh, SEC championship game, they were 10 and 0. Uh, they had a 10 and 0 lead, and then all of a sudden it jumped out to 10 to 14. And then Alabama, I think it went to like 21 to 17, maybe at the half or something like that. Um, and then Alabama never looked back, and Georgia just looked lost. So, um, but yeah, if um, I, I think it would do do well and help the team overall as a whole, if there's a way that Michigan could go out there and kind of like uh, deliver a, a tough punch right at the beginning to kind of shock Georgia a little bit. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, like it'd be kind of interesting because I don't think that Georgia would be overlooking Michigan, but like I said, not a lot of people are giving Michigan the credit. It seems like people are giving Cincinnati more credit than Michigan, which is weird. Yeah. Very weird. I'm interested to see how that game's going to pan out too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, I have a feeling that Cincinnati is going to be throwing everything at Alabama yeah. because that that is the one thing like if if Michigan gets back into the point where they would be playing Alabama I mean you saw what they did a few years ago when they played them it's like Alabama is so good at preparing for the teams that they play mm-hmm. that it's almost like you have to practice like you're a different team when you're going to go play them because they Alabama will have dissected you in every way possible Mm-hmm. Very similar to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, and uh, of course there'll be some more things that we can mention when we do our score predictions. But um, I think we could probably jump into uh, doing the lines. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm expecting the Lions to lose, especially if Tim Boyle plays. <laughs> instead of God. Um, I don't think it's going to be really that close of a game. Um, like I said, the Seahawks, I think, are a better team than what their record says. So I'm expecting Seattle to win this one 28-17. I think DeAndre Swift's going to be back, though. But the Lions will at least have him. Yeah, I saw that he was supposed to be back. So, Which is good, because I think... You know, as much as I was liking Craig Reynolds, he didn't have a very good game last week. Yeah, I um, I, I, I think the offense is going to do more uh, for the Lions. Like, we've, we've seen them doing more, which is surprising. I, I've been kind of shocked and all, but uh, the defense has been playing pretty stout. Uh, it will be a road game, though, and we've seen the team – uh, struggle on the road so I'm actually pretty similar to you actually yeah just attack six more total points to yours and you've got mine so I'm I'm going to be saying that uh, Detroit's able going to put up 20 points and Seattle is going to score 31 so same wow. same spread but uh, just a few little different points there so let's see Put that down so I remember. All right. Um, then Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely definitely a big one. Um, man, and it's finally here. It seemed like it took forever. Right? That's the thing that scares me. It's just like Michigan was 
rolling at the end of the season and then it's like oh here wait three weeks before you get to play a game mm-hmm. and i i just it scares me when momentum gets stopped but yeah. um yeah i don't know i feel like we talked about this before but they even chose the um before they even like chose the the playoff rankings mm-hmm. that if you have to choose Alabama or Georgia, I feel like Michigan matches up against Georgia better. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, Michigan's defense is going to be able to hold their offense to less, obviously, than they've been scoring all season. But I think, you know, the, the wide variety of stuff that Michigan does on offense, especially lately, is going to catch Georgia off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I think that's going to be the bigger story is how the Georgia defense matches up against the Michigan offense. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be like a blowout game. Um, either way, you know, Michigan wins or loses, I really don't expect it to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. And like I said before, if it gets in a close game, that's a game Michigan can win. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I, I'm I'm picking Michigan to take it. I think it's going to be Michigan 24 and Georgia 17. Okay. 24 to 17. Uh, yeah, honestly, if if it does become a blowout, I feel like that would lead to more of a chance of Michigan winning. Because um, I could see Michigan blowing out Georgia before Georgia blows out Michigan. Um, if Georgia dominated Michigan, I would see it more as kind of like a slow scoring, like 17 to 3 kind of dominant Georgia win. Where if somebody blew somebody out, uh, if it would be Michigan scoring like 30, 40 points to Georgia's like 20 points or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, so I feel pretty comfortable with this. A little bit of news that came out today. There were questions around Dax Hill. Uh, Apparently he did get to Miami. I don't know if he just got there today, but he is in Miami with the team. Um, I believe he was on uh, protocol and had to be quarantined for a little while. Uh, but either way, reports are that he is in Miami and will be uh, ready to go for tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I, I am actually thinking that it'll be a close game for the first half kind of a slow, slow game. And then kind of the thing that we've seen before, uh, teams get worn down in the second half. I think um, Michigan will be able to get a chance to separate a little bit. And I'm actually putting a final score of Michigan 31, Georgia 23. Okay. Um, I, I honestly feel like whoever scores 30 points is going to win this game. Um, so if whether it be Georgia or Michigan, I don't see it being a high scoring game. The over under is 45. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit higher than that, but I don't think it's going to be like a shootout, uh, as we've seen some games, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, since the, the key matchup, as I said, is going to be more so the Michigan offense against the Georgia defense, I do think that they're going to be effective enough to be able to surpass that 30-point mark and uh, put away Georgia. But yeah, it will definitely be 
interesting and an intense game. Kind of, kind of, almost doesn't seem real because it's uh, like you said, so far separated from the past games. Yeah. So yeah, definitely tomorrow it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. So, I we did have uh, New Year's Eve plans, but those got uh, got changed. So we're gonna be doing a whole lot of nothing. So I'll be able to focus more on the game. Right. But. Yeah. I will say that I was more nervous going into the Ohio State game than I am for this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I. I, I would think agree Ohio State's a better team than Georgia. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think the Georgia defense is better than Ohio State's defense. Oh yeah, I think so um, too. But yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. So. Uh, well, I can't sign off just yet because we do have a couple other things to go over. Uh, locks of the week. Uh, we're both doing NFL right now because I'm not doing locks for bowl games because those are insane. <laughs> um, Brandon, what do you have for uh, your lock of the week? I am taking the Patriots to cover the negative 16 versus the Jags. All right. Because the Jaguars suck yeah but we need them to win that game i would love if they won that game but they're not going to (laughs) right oh man um dang dude some of these are tricky oh man that's a road game though dude this sucks I am going to take the awful bears uh, not covering negative six versus the Giants. Interesting. Because the Giants kind of suck too. I know, but the bears are awful as well. So I think that <laughs> it's going to be like a six or less. So, Final score of... Nine to six. Nine to six, exactly. <laughs> so, but who knows? You see Justin Fields only has seven touchdowns on the year. Oh, man. Those great Ohio, Ohio State quarterbacks. Yep, right <laughs> Oh, man. All right, well, then we get to our questions of the week. Um, man, I, I was kind of kicking back and forth with some things. Um, so... Uh, do you have a question ready yeah i do okay i'll let you go first because i'm still kind of like debating which one i'm gonna go with all right do you think that rashad penny will rush for over 100 yards versus the lions and i am actually gonna say no okay i feel like the lions have done fairly well against the run like the defense has showed up the last half of the season, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say no as well. Cause I I'm in agreeing with you that uh the defense has been doing a good job. So let's see here. Oh, there's some low rushing. 
Um, my question is going to be. Wow. Um, will Michigan have a rusher with over a hundred yards first Georgia. And I am going to say yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yes too. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I mean, it is a stout defense. I was trying to check and see real quick how many, if anybody has been able to put up more than 100 yards rushing uh, versus Georgia individually. Uh, but I wasn't able to get through that. Uh, Alabama, their leading rusher only had 55 yards, but Alabama's more of a passing team. So, yeah, that doesn't really say a whole lot. So, but will be interesting. Like I said, I really hope that they come out balanced because if um, Michigan struggles and can't pass the ball, then Georgia's going to lock down and just try to stuff the run. So, they really need to be able to uh, convert and uh, be smart with the ball. And this is probably going to be a more of a uh, – I mean, I know Iowa has a stout defense and everything, but this is going to be uh, a tougher defense where if you make mistakes, they're going to make you pay. So, again, smart football, pay, play as perfect of a game as possible. So, we'll see. This time tomorrow night, we'll know for sure. Rock. All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, hope we all get to enjoy the game tomorrow night. Um, uh, after the game's done, feel free to call and leave us a voicemail, and we will share in our episode next week. You can call our voicemail at 551-258-3276. Uh, yeah, enjoy the game, and we will finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.